I'm Daniel Pierce, and you're listening to Grotto Pod. Today on Grotto Pod, we're continuing our summer reading series, in which we bring you readings from Writer's Grotto members. Today we're featuring a reading from Rachel Levin, who will be reading from her new book, Eat Something, a wise son's cookbook for Jews who like food and food lovers who like Jews, which she co-authored with Evan Bloom. Rachel Levin is a San Francisco-based journalist who has written for the New York Times, The New Yorker, Outside, Eater as its first San Francisco restaurant critic, and the San Francisco Chronicle, where she is a columnist for the food section. She is the author of Look Big and Other Tips for Surviving Animal Encounters of All Kinds, which the Wall Street Journal called a nifty idea carried out with humor and a deft touch. Her new book, Eat Something, was published this spring by Chronicle Books. Amazon editors named it one of the best cookbooks of the month, and it made Eater's best new cookbooks list, too. More than one reviewer has called Eat Something hilarious, which is not something Jewish cookbooks are often called. Now, here's Rachel Levin. Hi, my name is Rachel Levin. I'm a journalist here in San Francisco, and my book, Eat Something, a wise son's cookbook for Jews who like food and food lovers who like Jews, so for everyone about the anti-Semites, was published in March by Chronicle Books, right around the time that the coronavirus hit, and we were all sent into quarantine. We managed to sneak in one live event, our launch party, right before lockdown at Green Apple Books on the Park. It was really fun. We all sat super close together and talked loudly and laughed and argued over whether cream cheese should be called schmear or cream cheese. And we kissed hello and hugged goodbye and it feels like a lifetime ago. Um, and then all of our events were canceled after that. So, yes, it's been a bummer of a time to publish a book in that regard. But on the flip side, it hasn't been a bad time to publish a cookbook. Because cooking and eating and cooking and eating and cooking and eating is basically all we've been doing for the last four months. And cleaning up after cooking and eating three times a day. Um so this book, Eat Something, helps you cook and eat lots of things like brisket and chicken soup and bagels and cheeseburgers. Yes, a Jewish cookbook with a cheeseburger. This isn't your typical Jewish cookbook, Exhibit A, cheeseburger, but also in that it's it's not meant to be just a cookbook. It's so much more than a cookbook, a lot of reviewers have said, Um It mixes memoir and reporting and archival imagery and illustration and contemporary photography. Um, It was designed by George McCalman, who did a ton of the illustrations, and shot by Maren Caruso, who made matzo ball soup look like anything but your typical matzo ball soup. And her brisket shot. I kind of want to frame and hang in my kitchen. (laughs) But um, basically our book is a celebration of Jewish life and a look at how our lives are marked by meals from bris to shiva, birth to death, and every major or makeshift occasion in between, including dating, Christmas. Jews do celebrate Christmas and As you know, by now, it involves Chinese food. We have bat mitzvah photos 
and we have summer camp odes and sidebars on whether or not bagels should be toasted and whether or not bacon should be in our book. <laughs> um, one, of the, my, one of my favorite sections I think seems appropriate to read a snippet from right now because it's from the wedding section. Usually summer is filled with weddings, going to them, being in them, eating at them. Um, and this summer, this summer, we're, it's not. So I thought it might be um, fun to read just a little bit from the essay in the wedding section entitled Premarital Misery. It's accompanied by recipes for oven poached salmon and an amazing spread of photos that shows the continuity across generations of the Jewish wedding with people dancing the hora and being hoisted in chairs and slicing challah. Um, so this essay, which is included in the All Grown Up Years section, is about um, the day that every Jewish mother dreams of, the wedding party. So I'll read just a little bit from it. A brief recap of my Jewish wedding, which could very well be any Jewish wedding. My mother got shingles in the weeks leading up to it due to stress. The guest list ballooned to over 200 because of the 92 people she had to invite. The venue we chose was too rustic. She hated the idea of using mason jars in lieu of real vases for flowers. And we weren't allowed to have pie. It's not that she preferred we have a traditional tiered cake. She didn't. We didn't. It's just that pie, my mother said, wasn't appropriate. At least she didn't have to contend with Evan's menu for his wedding. A whole nose-to-hoof pig, slow roasted on display, ultimately picked clean, albeit eaten on homemade challah buns. Meanwhile, our ceremony couldn't start until after sundown because there wasn't a rabbi in all of Northern California who'd do it before the end of Shabbat. So by the time the alfresco dinner was served, everyone was freezing. One uncle had a minor diabetic attack. Another passed out because he'd smuggled in a joint and took too big a hit. In the Malay that was making seating charts, I'd accidentally seated two warring sides of my husband's family together despite their specific requests, they be seated far, far apart. And at the end of what really was a magical weekend, my 89-year-old grandmother, who'd flown in from Florida, declared she'd done so for only one reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in the photos, she said, and everyone would think I was dead. <laughs> so that's a snippet from the wedding section. Maybe it will make you glad that you didn't have to go to five million weddings this summer. Um, and the other section today is Friday, where I'm reading this, Shabbat. Um, and what we're in right now feels a bit like an endless Shabbat, a day of rest every day in which we take walks, make dinner, sequester with family um, and celebrate what's important, which is Hala and being together. So um, Shabbat Shalom, if this is aired on a Shabbat. <laughs>
And thank you for reading books, my book, any book, um, and supporting books and the grotto. Thanks. Bye. And that's our show for today. Grotto Pod is produced by George Higgins, Brad Baluchia, Daniel Pierce, Beth Weingartner, and Rita Chang Epic. The music is by Sugartown. Grotto Pod is concocted in-house at the Writer's Grotto in San Francisco. Please review and subscribe to Grotto Pod in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Daniel Pierce, and thanks for listening.